0: Hello everyone, this is Jen Fry, Visioning Council Member for the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, or ONE, and I'd like to uh, welcome you to today's call. Um, First, I want to tell you that this call is being recorded, and you'll be able to find this recording as well as our other teleseminars on our website, www.natureevolutionaries.com, as well as on Spotify and Apple iTunes. So again, I'd like to welcome you to our Becoming a Nature Evolutionary teleseminar series, where we delve deeply into what it means to be a nature evolutionary through dynamic explorations into consciousness raising that is at the core of one's vision of a world where people and nature are co-creative partners and all life has the right to thrive. Thank you to our members and donors for making possible today's teleseminar, Your Spring Herbal Kitchen with Cammie McBride. I was fortunate to meet today's speaker this past fall at the Bioneers Conference, where she regularly leads herb walks and other classes. Cami touched my heart as she talked about working with the biointelligence of plants for healing and guidance, and I'm so excited to have her um, sharing her wisdom today. For 30 years, Cami has inspired families to feel confident in using herbs. She has taught herbal medicine at the University of California San Francisco School of Nursing, and at the California Institute of Integral Studies. She is the author of The Herbal Kitchen, a really great resource, and her online workshops fuel the home herbalism movement to revitalize our relationship with the plant world and use herbal medicine for home wellness care. Her teachings are steeped in her calling to activate culture that embraces deep connection with the earth and inspires the next generation to to love and care for the plants. You can learn more about her work at www.cammy, spelled K-M-I-McBride, M-C-B-R-I-D-E.com. So, Cami, welcome to our call.
1: Oh, Jen, I'm so glad to be here. I, I love one organization of Nature Evolutionaries and just everything you're doing to help us evolve our culture into one that really honors the earth. Thank you so much for everything you do, and I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Well, thank you, and we're grateful to have you. Um, so let's talk. Let's start since we're talking about the Herbal Spring um, Kitchen. But right, the Spring Herbal Kitchen. I'll just mix all those words <laughs> up. <laughs> so let's yeah. Talk a little bit about those wonderful herbs and how we can get them into our foods, and yeah.
1: Yeah, so the thing is, is that the, you know, it, where we are right now, it's spring, and there's just lots of plants everywhere, and, and but you don't have to have be growing. You can also just really work with the herbs in your spice rack, and, um, you know, it's an interesting time, right? We're still all sheltering with COVID right now, and... <clears throat> Um, wherever you're at with however you think about that, no matter what, um, we don't have to wait for the plague to arrive in our neighborhood (laughs) before having herbal medicines in our kitchen and on hand, right? And so it's, it, it is, it is one thing that we, we do have control over is our lifestyle. And it is a really big piece of, um, you know, building our terrain, building our immunity, reducing our susceptibility—those are things we have control over. And what's so beautiful about the herbs is they—they offer us so much in that world. And so, you know, it's—it's it's, now is the time to really shore up your immune reserves, right? And and what you have control over in your life. And so, you know, we know like, um, you know, we need to eat well and don't stay up too late, and you know, blah 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 blah. We've heard it right? Um, <laughs> but it's true. We, right now, there's so much that's out of control. There's so much um, energy that's being run at chaos and fear and overwhelm, but you can't. You do have control over what you eat and how you eat and how to support your body, right? And so, um, you know, we, we've, we've heard now that 60% of our immunity originates in our digestive tract, and so that is why I am all about, so I wrote the Herbal Kitchen, 250 recipes, I'm all about using herbs daily to support your digestion, and the best thing you can do with your ramping up your Herbal Kitchen is to um, eat antiviral herbs every day, right, at every meal, and they're not only antiviral, they help us in so many ways, and, you know, I mean, we've heard the saying, prevention is the best medicine, Um And the prevention is, is now. (laughs) And especially when we're thinking of this virus everywhere, it's like prevention is all the time, every day. And the, the antiviral herbs that we can get into our food, they work on so many levels. They're not just antiviral. They don't just attack unwanted virus cells. They support other functions in the body that provide the substance for your immune system to function at its best, right? Right? So you, you know, they build your, your gut health, which is the home base for your immunity. You you know they build your gut strength. You you do. You want to always be building your gut strength, um, so that even if you do catch something, you're set up with a healthy digestive, digestive tract to give you the best fighting chance. And so, and also all these herbs, these kitchen herbs, they're they're not only antiviral, but they're they're full of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients, so that you have the building blocks available for your immune system to use. I mean, immunity is the big topic right now, and You know, with our overuse of pesticides, our depletion of our soil, um, our food having less mineral content, the herbs provide you with a broader spectrum of nutrition for your body to work with to create more robust immunity. And so, these, you know, all of your, you know, whether it be your rosemary, thyme, sage, or your cardamom, cinnamon, ginger, they all, they uh, help increase circulation. They help reduce inflammation. They help bring down the oxidative stress levels. In the body, and when you re- when you reduce the overall inflammation and stress in the body, the immune system is freed up to vi- to fight a possible viral infection. Right, so it's it's learning herbal medicine doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can just start to engage in simple lifestyle tweaks that you enjoy to support your overall health um, by getting herbs into your food and when you do that every day, you do you support your immune system, you free up your immunity a little bit to to vi- to go to vi- fighting viruses if that 's what's what 's happening and so it 's your herbal kitchen what you, putting putting these worker horse plants of the world into your meals every day is one of the best things you can do for yourself all the time, whether it be the time of the coronavirus, or the next virus, or whatever, right? And so it's really about every meal. You want to ask yourself, do I have a carminative in this meal? I say a carminative at every meal. Carminative herbs help you to digest your food. And... um, and then help to free up your energy to do other, to do, you know, fight off virus if you need to. So a carminative at every meal. And it's it's so fun. That's, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you get your herbs. So that's like in my book, The Herbal Kitchen, I have how to make herbal honeys, herbal vinegars, herbal cordials, herbal oils, herbal pesto, herbal sprinkles, like all the ways that you can have herbs just all around you and get them into your food every day. At really at every meal so my son just had a birthday party or not we didn't have a party he just had a birthday and I made him a banana cream pie because it's his favorite pie but I had 20 spices in there you know I had all kinds of spices in the pie crust in the filling and the recipe didn't call for one single spice so there's so many ways to get the herbs and spices into your to your meals every day and to start recreating that relationship of herbs and spices at every meal
0: Yeah, that was um, actually the first thing I did. I mean, we always have herbs in our meals and spices and, you know, all the goodies. But as soon as I heard about the virus coming, I really upped it. I was like, okay. Uh Both my partner and I are, are one of the ones that's a little bit more sensitive to garlic, but... I've been mm. testing, like, okay, so how much garlic can I add into this meal before either one of us is feeling ill afterwards? So you know, mm-hmm. we can actually add much more than what I had cooked with, and adding in the oregano and thyme were big for me. Um, but then, yeah, also for me, I tend to run cooler, so I was wanting to add in more warming things, which may be counterintuitive to the virus right now. But um, yeah, that was the first thing I did was like, let's just let's just increase our immunity right now with putting the herbs in the food. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. So, uh, you talk about <laughs> carminatives. So, for those of us on the call who don't know what that means, are there ones in particular, plants in particular, you would lean towards?
1: Well, the thing is, is that if you open your spice rack, everything in there is a carminative. That's why they're there. You know, um, I've been teaching herbal medicine at junior colleges for 20 years um, before I wrote the Herbal Kitchen or the companion course, um, myherbalkitchen.com. And I just, you know, I finally realized instead of trying to teach everybody like about herbs that, that nobody had heard of, I realized, you know, what is so crazy is that all these people that were coming to me, they felt like they knew nothing. I don't know anything about herbal medicine. I don't know. But then when you talk about garlic or basil or thyme, they're like swooning. I'm like, oh, I love Basil. Oh, my grandmother. And I'm like, oh, duh. People have a relationship. We just forgot. We just forgot. And so the herbal kitchen is about remembering, number one, remembering your own heritage, like, well, well what, what herb, you know, even if it was only cinnamon on your cinnamon toast, right? Or what is it that your grandmother cooked with? What is your heritage around herbs and spices? What is in that line, right? Try to start to remember that. And then also, what have you got and why do you have it? And we think it's there for flavor, you know, but it's it's not. The herbs and spices are there. Flavor is a secondary addition. They're there to help us digest our food. They're carminative. They help increase the flow of blood, oxygen, and energy to the digestive tract. And that's even if it's it's your green leafy herbs like thyme, sage, rosemary, or it's your dense spices like cloves or cinnamon. They all increase digestion. And so what that means is that we're using them for flavor We all think it's there for flavor, but they're in our cupboard. All of our traditional foods, all of our foods are paired with herbs and spices, and they are actually the bridge to effective digestion. They are the bridge to digesting food is hard work. (laughs) And without herbs and spices, you, you, you just do, you spend more energy on digestion and you lose, you lose some of your vitality without the herbs and spices. So they're there to help us. They are, they, you know, and so what was so amazing was when I was writing the book, I was just like, oh my gosh, all these herbs and spices are just hiding out in people's cupboards in their in their spice rack just waiting to be remembered what they're for <laughs> And it's so much more available now. Like in the past 10 years, people are realizing this. But they, they, they kind of hid dormant, you know, and they only came out for the, the cinnamon cookies or the ginger cake, gingerbread cake or whatever, whatever people use them for. People weren't using them every day. But now that's happening more and more. We're remembering why they're actually there. And, you know, that's why sushi, that's why fish is paired with ginger because ginger helps kill food, um, fish-borne pathogens, Right. And and to remember to try to go back and remember who in your family line remembered the therapeutics like, you know, my mom, my grandma, my my great grandma, they really forgot the therapeutics of why the herbs and spices they were using. But I know I've, I remembered that my great grandmother remembered You know, why she was making rhubarb pie in the spring. You know, she made rhubarb pie in the spring because the rhubarb, it helps to liquefy and dissolve fat from the winter. And so it's just been the last few generations for some of us, not all of us, some cultures, some people, they're so lucky to have this intact. And if you have it intact, you want to go and thank those people for holding on to that tradition for you. But who was it in your family line that remembered the therapeutics of the use of the herbs and spices and start to call that in too? So I, I remember when I was growing up, I had an uncle that um, his family was from Russia. And I, can, I remember being a little girl, and I remember there being a lamb marinating in the backyard um, before Easter, and it was packed in rosemary, And I had that, and, and so, you know, the, the, they knew the therapeutics. Those old, those elders, some of them were very old. They knew why they were packing that lamb in rosemary. And a lot of the kids, the younger kids now that do it, like they, 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 they still, they kind of think that the rosemary is for the flavor. But it's, there's a therapeutic value to it. So it's for us to really remember the therapeutic value. And, and then we start to, When we start doing that, we realize just how generous the plants are. Oh, my gosh. They give us so much, right? Just at every meal, they help us in so many ways. So, yeah. And, you know, for so many of us, we've experienced such intense cultural disruption, right? Uh, I know for me the ancestral food, medicine stories they're they're mostly gone and many of the celebrations that I grew up with were were defined by the screens and what the what the what was what the the decoration that was up at the the mall or the store, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so when we yeah. have our garden, hmm. No, go ahead. Yeah, when we have our garden, when we start like tapping back into the seasons and what the what the plants give us, um, we realize that um, there's so much to celebrate, and, and that our seasons and our our celebra- seasonal celebrations begin to be guided by the plants and the earth again, instead of by what the culture is saying we should be celebrating. And um, it really, you know, when you when you start eating that rosemary or that time you go, hmm, I wonder if I can grow it. And then you start growing it, and then you realize, like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with all this? (laughs) And then you start making something with it, and then you start giving it away, and that's the teaching of Mother Earth. You start receiving the teachings of the blessing of generosity you have so much so much herbs so much that you that you it's time to engage your hands and your hearts your heart and make something with it and give it away and then now we're not just talking about you know what can the plants do for me they build my immune system they reduce inflammation it's like now i'm starting to say well what can i do for the plants to help them grow and here let me give some away and so you start to feel the generosity and that, that incredible feeling that you feel in your heart when you've made it, when you've dried the herbs and made a spice plant or made a salve or something, and now you're giving the earth away to people that you love. And now we're starting to talk about culture and honoring and what, what the steps that we take back to, oh, yeah, I, I, I can feel this generosity, what does that mean for me and my culture? And things start to change.
0: That's beautiful. I haven't thought about it in that way. But I really love it and I'm going to like
1: <laughs> include this in my teachings now. But um I mean, Like what yeah. way? What do you mean? Tell me what oh,
0: you oh, That's what I was going to say, is that I get... I mean, obviously, working with the plants, they are so generous. It's overwhelming how generous and also how forgiving they are. I mean, they're like incredible teachers. But I never thought about how when we're growing herbs... I mean, I definitely know that feeling of like inundated with herbs. It's like, what are we going to do with all of this? And, you know, a good portion of the stuff I grow, I grow for other beings, not humans. Um,
1: so mm-hmm. I love...
0: But thinking also about that when you do make stuff and you give it away that we are enacting those teachings of Mother Earth I just didn't put it in that frame before and so that's so beautiful is that growing the plants teach us how to be generous and bring that reciprocity back into our lives
1: Yes, like generosity is one of the great teachings, right? When you know, so I, I that I grew up on standard American diet pretty much, but my dad also gardened, and they were and they were my dad and my grandpa were fishermen, and so we always had a freezer full of fish, and we always had a freezer full of like just zucchini bread and all the things that they grew, and they were always and walnuts, and they were always giving it away in trading. You know? and I loved that I loved this feeling of just like having so many peaches you could just give them away and it, it made my heart it opens my heart When people come and I have so much fruit that I just give everyone that comes to the door, they get a gift, (laughs) right, of zucchini and lemons, and that opens our heart to this teaching of giving and receiving and reciprocity and generosity, and that is really one of the pathways, you know, we've just gotten into our heads and we think, okay, we take this herb for that, but this whole awakening of using herbs and gardening that is happening right now. I mean, pretty much like, I mean, people are interested in herbs now, right? I mean, out of stock, (laughs) (laughs) unprecedented level, all the distributors, out of stock, the stores, out of stock, like people are like, whoa, we need herbs. There's maybe there's more than I can do than social distance and wash my hands, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I need I need to learn this herbal thing, right? And so our goal, our job, our gift, our joy is to is to hook up not just our head of like, Well, what do I take? What is it for? What is it? How many, what's the dosage? To hook up our head and our heart and remember that the, the plants have our backs, that they're there for us, that they're giving us this medicine, that that it's when we when we um, you know, when we are able to Take from the earth and bring nature into our home and make something with her and have that be our apothecary. Your apothecary is where you bring the earth, you bring mother earth into your home and you say, earth mother, please heal me. Not like three dosage, three times a day, that's part of it. But we've got to hook up our heart and our emotions to the whole process and start to ask Ask the medicine to heal us. Say thank you, right? And this is this is the heart, the hearth, the art of the hearth, H E A R T H. When um, you know it, it's we 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 harvest Mother Nature, we bring it. It, it calls us back to the the kitchen, um, where you know we have an authentic experience of connection of making something that's rooted in the harvest of the earth and the turning of the seasons. And then we gather people around to notice nature's gifts, to celebrate and share delicious healing food or medicine that's inspired by the abundance of the harvest that we make with love. And that's what herbal medicine is about. It's it's about that relationship with the plant, the harvesting of the plant, making something with our hands and the wish from our heart Right, and when we bring our hearts and our hands back into how we build our lives, our food, our meals become our medicine. We bring the earth into our home. We thank and honor her um, by creating remedies that are a source of vitality in our lives. Right, and this is the knowledge that lives deep in our bones. And I wasn't raised with this so much, but it's there. It's once you get a taste of it, there's there's no going back. You get activated, and then that impulse to live closer to the earth, starts moving through you. You, 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 you have become this, this gardening mania, you know, that people are gardening, you know, like all of our, all of our compost people that were delivering compost, they were like out of compost. (laughs) All the seed companies, we're out of seeds. People are gardening. There's an activation going on and this This activation is the impulse to live closer to the earth. It's not just like, oh, my God, we're going to starve. I better grow something. No, it's the impulse to live closer to the earth. It is now moving through people. We are part of the intelligence that is awakened to move from a culture that desecrates the earth to one that is recreating a sacred covenant with all that sustains us, sustains us and if people think well i'm just gardening or i just want to learn about herbs no it's not just that it's the earth mother moving through people people remembering being activated that oh yeah the plants we need the plants let me see how i can how i can create that relationship again what do i do where do, where you know and so there is an activation and an awakening going on, and if we can stay hooked up with our heart, it's it's going to ripple out in ways that will be unrecognizable in the next in the coming years.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the hopes for me as we're going through this time is just watching the amount of people that are turning to herbs. Um, though that always makes me a little bit nervous um, because you know we can go into the consumer aspect of herbalism and and just. Um, Harvesting too much um, or taking things that we don't need um, but also people returning to the gardens and you know like that's just the best medicine I feel <laughs> like getting your hands mm-hmm. in the soil mm-hmm. and being around the herbs it's like you know just being around the plants they're such loving teachers and such healers so that has definitely been a huge source of hope for me during this time
1: yeah so, what, you know, I hear what you're saying. I know it's like, oh, my gosh, everybody's interested in herbs. We're bringing in all, all our elderberries from Croatia or wherever. And we we are, you know, a culture that um, we're an extractive, you know, we extract, produce, consume, and throw away. That's our model. Well, it's time for something different. We all know that. But how do we make that leap from our head to our heart and let us be guided by By the earth, by the earth's right to exist, persist, and regenerate and evolve. And let, how do we, how do we, how do we begin, how do we move forward earth first, water first? That's our, that is our task. That is our task. How do we get back into our heart, be able to feel each, ourselves, each other, and the earth, and say, okay, how, how can we take care of everything? Not just a few. How do we take care of it all? That is our task, right? And so, yeah, you're right. People are interested in herbs. It's like, oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna clear cut everything. It's yeah, we could just start growing row crops of you know pesticide echinacea. That's possibly out there. But can we can we make a choice to um, really lead with letting the earth guide us? And so, one of the things that. You know, I have my course, um, PlantWisdom.online. We do a lot of, we do the work to, um, you know, just kind of pull the culture out of us that says we're crazy if we talk to the earth, if we're crazy if we put the earth at the same level as human status, um, and all the belittling and crazy and, you know, eye rolling and just all the things that all of us have experienced growing up as plant lovers by this culture and reclaiming that, that that that's not crazy, that it's not um, cuckoo or out there or on the verge or on the edge or any of that. And we deprogram that and we say, no, I love this earth and can I begin speaking out loud and speaking directly to her and starting the dialogue and listening for her guidance? And you can start with your your rosemary, right? But so one of the things that, to to kind of dress what you're what you're saying um, is is that for us to say can we begin really asking the earth for, earth for guidance and speaking out loud so asking questions listening and saying thank you those are three simple things that everybody can do to begin to open that door that pathway that hooks up all of our being our heart our head our our whole entire being can we be can we create routines, rituals, to ask, to listen, and to say thank you. We ask, we listen, and we say thank you. Those are very simple things, but when you start doing them, like really doing them, it's amazing what starts to come through. So when you put in that garden, here's what you do. When you're putting in that new garden or that new garden bed, you go out to the land and you say, Dear Mother Earth, dear piece of earth where I am now, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking about this bed here and this plant here and da, da 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 And you maybe even draw it out and you tell the earth and you give it to her. And then you don't do it right away. You wait a couple days and you let her work on you. And then somehow you come up with a different idea, <laughs> right? You you let her come to you in your dreams and your thoughts and you rework it and you come back out and you go, and you have, you just let Let it gel a little bit with her. Tell her what you're going to do and then do it. And let yourself be guided. Don't just stay in your head and ask questions. So there's questions like, Mother Earth, what is needed now? Mother Earth, what is your message today? Mother Earth, what teaching do you have? Mother Earth, what do you need? What can I do for you? How can I help you? What can I do? Mother Earth, help me listen to you today. And you just come up with, you know, these are all just questions that I have come up with, but come up with your own questions of, of you know, it's not like you, you know, you, you meet a friend and you go, oh, hey. <laughs> no, you say, hey, how are you doing? How are you today? You talk to her like you would another person or an animal that you love And then you just kind of go about your day and you you see what happens. And when you start doing that, especially out loud, not everybody has to speak out loud, but I find it's really good, especially if we're just beginning to speak out loud and, and then see how you feel about speaking out loud. See how you feel if other people hear you speaking out loud so that you can start to deprogram some of the blocks, you know, to opening that portal of receiving communication. And then when you receive something or just for the heck of it, find a way to say thank you. You know, so, dear Mother Earth, how can I thank you? What, what, you know, can I make an offering? Or how do we say thank you? And it's really for everybody to find out what's real for them. Like how do you, not how do other people say thank you, but how do you, from your heart, say thank you to the Earth that gives you everything your breath, your body, the, the computer, the phone, your car, the earth gives you everything. We have an exercise where we just sit down and we start saying thank you for every single thing that the earth gives us and then we start to remember, oh yeah, we, we are, it's the earth. What are her vital signs? How do we care for her? So to just start asking, you know, talking out loud, speaking out loud, asking for guidance, taking time to listen, and saying thank you—those are really powerful little things that that anybody can do. That's you know, no matter where you are in your herbal journey, if you're advanced and you know you've been talking to the plants for 30 years. I mean, I've been talking to the plants for a long time, and. and Every day, I hear something a little different, or I get a little different message. Or there is, there is no end to it; it's dynamic, it's living, and, any, and it's in our bones. Anybody can start today, right now, right here. She's she's there. We just have to remember how to go to her.
0: Yes, one of the um, a few months ago, we talked with Janine Marie um, Haugen, and one of the. The gift I think she gave us is that for people who question that ability to talk um, or think it feels weird, she's like, just imagine, you know, just imagine that it's possible. And if, it, and if you imagine it's possible and you start to speak that way, then just imagine that maybe you'll hear a response. Um, and I just find that's uh, much easier for, because I'm sure you've encountered some are really skeptical about it or they feel really weird because we've been told that it is crazy um, so, so that I think it's just helpful to say, yeah, just imagine. You don't have to think that it's real. You don't have to buy into any any belief systems here. But you know, just go about. So, and what's the worst if it's not? Then you're saying thank you to somebody, like, or you know, what's bad about that?
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. I, we we go ahead. No, go ahead. So, you know, at, at two years old, it's, the, the earth is alive. And so I've, I've been doing this work for a long time. And I've, for many, many years, people came to me because they wanted to learn medicine making and they wanted to learn Materia Medica. And that's, But they always had to put up with the plant with plants communication stuff be, to get the other stuff, right? <laughs> I was like, well, if you want to learn the medicine making and the harvesting and the Materia Medica, you're going to have to do this little plant communication piece. So I have literally 30 years of skeptics. <laughs> Right. There were only a very few 25 years ago that came to me for the plant communication piece. And so I have a lot of his a lot of experience with people going that's not for me, everybody else gets it. I don't hear things, I don't see things, I don't feel, you know. And so <laughs> and so people that have just Have no experience or totally acceptable. I watch them open the door. And the thing is, you just have to start. You just have to start and, 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 and creating these simple ceremonies where you make an offering and you ask a question and, and just, and just wait and just let it go. No expectation, no, and yeah, you can just imagine, you can just like, you don't, you don't have to think in any bad thing, but you just start and you create like a routine with it so that the earth can recognize that that's what you're doing. You know, when you start to acknowledge and recognize, one thing you can do is just start saying hello. Hello. Hello, Rosebush. Just say every day when you go out, I say hello to my yellow dog. I just start saying hello and see what happens, right? And the other thing you can do is if you're, you know, if this is like, wow, you know, this doesn't happen for me, is um, you can – really like do like a meditation where you go back to when you're two or three and remember when you have a memory of the plants when you're little because when you're when you're little when you're two or three the earth and the animals are talking to you and nobody's told you that it's not cool yet (laughs) and nobody told you that it doesn't exist but after that you start noticing that the people around you don't catch it you know, so you just catch all this communication and you look up and nobody else is reflecting it back to you. So your nervous system goes, oh, that's not real. But when you learn to walk or talk, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you just said the ABCs, woo!" And they catch it, right? Their nervous system catches it and reflects it back to you and so your nervous system goes down that road, you know, oh, riding, reading, you know, riding my bike and nobody catches that you just got this major download from the frog, oh my God! But Nobody's nervous system reflected back to you, so you, you, start, you start trimming that piece off that it's not real, okay? And then maybe you were lucky enough that you had somebody in your life that, refre- that reflected earth relationship, like maybe you had a grandma or a neighbor that was all about her flowers or all about... And so you saw... You saw the energy of earth relationship. Like, oh, you, you caught a glimpse of it, you know? And so you have that memory. Um, or maybe it just was not existent at all. And so we have to go back to that time before the cultural programming said it didn't exist and remember our, our memories of when we felt the earth communicating to us. And if we can do that, and that's one of the things I do in my plantwisdom.online course, is we go back to that time... And we remember, we, we anchor what it felt like for us, because for everybody it's different. And if you can anchor a memory or two from when you were two, three, four, or maybe even five, then you're like, oh, that—that's what Earth communication feels like for me. I, I've actually, I actually had that experience before, but we just have to go back to it and find it. So.
0: Yeah. You know, what I, the other thing I was gonna say is about um, when you said speaking out loud, and um, I also feel that's very important. Um, you know, because one of the things I say to my students when they get nervous about that is that our voice has a vibration, and so as we put as we put these words into the air, we're affecting all the molecules around us. So that's another way of carrying that message forward is through the vibration. Um, and then, you know, my students, because I do teach plant communication as well, and I have some students who living in New York City that they want to sit and listen to a plant or talk with a plant, but they feel really strange doing that. Um, so the, the message that I always give to them, which is something in my own experience, is that when I go into those areas and I start to talk with a plant, it's really interesting if you watch the people around you, and maybe you have the same experience, Cami, that um those people, like some people are just drawn to you and attracted to you, and they might ask questions. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and the people that ask those questions are the ones who are needing that information. They need that validation that, yes, you can talk to plants or, you know, they need to know about this particular plant. Um, and then other people, it's like they don't even see you there. It, you don't even exist. So <laughs> I've never like I've never had anybody like screaming at me saying, oh, you're crazy or even seeing people like, you know, talking about me. They just go about their own, I just blend into the scenery. Um, so that's mm-hmm. the other bit of. Um, wisdom I give to my students of just, like, just do it, you know, it's, that's all you have to do is do it, and you'll find that the effects of what you do are far beneficial to the people that are around you. Hmm.
1: Right, it's like, who's, who's, where's, yeah, it, it's like, what's, what's, what's vibrating at the same level that you're talking about, right, or that you're seeking, mm-hmm. and, yeah and like so when you're walking along and there's you know 50 plants you it's like you're not going to be friends with everybody in the room right (laughs) like you're saying some people don't even see you that's right and and so and you're not going to be friends with all the plants but when you're walking and you see that one that catches your eye or that you're like oh or oh then you that's that's not that's the plant like resonating with something in you you resonating with something in the plant and you it's just about stopping and taking time and even just saying hello um greeting one of the things one of the one of the ways ends to open open the door is to just go with total sensory like wow, what are my senses right now? I feel like, oh, it's so beautiful. It smells so good. It, it's the, the shape. And to just stay in a total sensory experience with the plant and just and just enjoy the sensory perception of it. And I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed that when you smell a plant, you can't think? <laughs> yeah,
0: especially some plants like Kelsey.
1: <laughs> right. Right? When you stop and smell the roses... Right. Meditation doesn't just have to be sitting there in, in lotus position. Smelling right. roses is a meditation because you do not there is no thought in your brain, even for those two seconds that you're smelling. So that's why we need to smell the roses all day long <laughs> <laughs> smell the, because so when you smell the plants, you're not thinking you are in a sensory experience, and it's that sensory the plants speak to us through our senses and through our emotions. So if we can just spend that time really, you know, like, oh, just enjoying the sensory gifts from the plants more often, then it brings us in more into that relaxation side of our nervous system, and it's one of the ways that we open the door to just being able to perceive information that doesn't just come from the book, right? And, and, and so we say, hello, we notice, I mean, I just go, oh my God, Rose, what happened to you? You are so beautiful today right I talk out loud to them like I would a human (laughs) absolutely right (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) and the other thing too so I'm going back to Janine it's like I mean trust me I totally I definitely communicate with plants and I get all of that but even if I didn't believe any of that just talking out loud to them it makes me happy so like if nothing else (laughs) even if I didn't think it was worthwhile for anything else it just lightens the heart and it's just like oh, it puts you into that present moment as well um, so yeah, I, I'm always walking around going on a walk with me is kind of um, well, I only allow certain people to go on walks with me I'll just say that because I have to stop it's like, oh, I'm not here for the 20 mile walk I'm here to like see this plant I might only get half a mile in because I might get stopped by all of them but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always fun to greet your friends
1: and meet new ones right right it's so and you know it's how it's how we create culture I mean I think part of it, is the speaking out loud is is part of evolving our culture you know I mean we get healing from the earth every day we take showers right we take showers to heal ourselves with water that's what we're doing we're not just washing off dirt we go outside to catch a breath, a breath of fresh air. Why? Because the breath the breath of fresh air heals us. It heals us. It puts us back in balance. It helps us to release. And so every day the earth is healing us all day long, the elements. And so I think that that's one thing is that to bring that back into our cultural language. Oh, I'm going to the beach to get a healing. Oh, I'm going for a walk. You know, I mean, and now there's all this nature, uh, forest therapy. It's you know that they're proving, and so it's like we take we take her. The thing is, we're taking her for granted. She provides all the oxygen, all the food, everything, and we've got to start saying thank you and acknowledging. And if we can bring that into our everyday culture, like. Oh my gosh, today at the dinner table like, oh did you smell the air today? It was so healing to me to to actually put that the earth heals us into our conversational language. Right? We don't say that. We don't go, "Oh, I'm going to go do a picnic at the park to get a healing." You know, and so to put that the earth heals us back into our our conversation of what we're actually what's actually happening so that we can then start to go, "Oh, wow, well, thank you." <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you. What can I do for you? Wow, how can I actually keep that air clean so that I can get that healing, right? right? And so to put it into our length, to acknowledge out loud what is actually happening and how much the earth gives us every single day. And that, you know, she is our mother. And um, and, and we just don't, you know, like, so I grew up, my I grew up camping and all kinds of my grandfather loved the earth, and he transmitted that to me. This just incredible awe for nature. You know, he facilitated my very first herb walk when I was eight years old. And but he never said, "Oh, I love the earth." Oh, thank you, Mother Earth, or oh, the earth. He, you know, he. Ne- it was never in. A, it was never in a language. There was never given language. It was just something that we did. And I really feel like putting language to it, like, oh, what a healing I just got. How healing, how relaxing, how to just really give verb to what the earth does for us. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And it's an easy way of, um, well, one, shifting paradigms, <laughs> um, but also just bringing our own awareness and and the gratitude forward. Mm-hmm. As well yeah, as so also- there's... there's- Empowering us to like realize that we have these you know we can heal in very simple ways and and enliven our lives in very simple ways so just like you're saying mm-hmm. you know going to the beach recognize that that's a, that's a form of taking um, of empowering us to take control of our own lives
1: right there's all this talk about the Sun right vitamin D how so many people that the, the, the vitamin D levels like okay let's get back to the Sun how does the earth heal you how are you nurtured and restored by the earth that you might not be acknowledging, right? What's your favorite way to rejuvenate with the earth and restore with the earth, right? (laughs) And so we have all these experiences we seek. I mean, where I live right now on the Sonoma coast, people are just going insane because they can't go to the beach, right? And um, I have a friend that drove by yesterday and to the beach that's usually really crowded and she saw an eagle, eating on the beach there was not a single human and there was an eagle on the beach i've never seen that <laughs> but yeah we're, we're dying to go so how can we bring the recognition of the impact of the earth's gifts on our health and well-being into our everyday conversation so that it's normalized as part of what we talk about every day. Just like we talk about the sports and the weather and the, you know, how your day was at school. Like, well, how did the earth heal you today? (laughs) Right? Like you said, it puts the power back into like, oh, I can go outside and shift my energy 5% or whatever. I love how you said that. It just puts the power back, you know, it empowers us to think of healing in a different way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I want to cycle back around a little bit, too, to to earlier when you were talking about the rhubarb pie. (laughs) Um, Mm. (laughs) I love rhubarb pie. But um, (laughs) also... um, when we were talking about the shortage of herbs that happened this fall, which it's not really so much that there's a shortage of herbs, it's the herb supplies. Herb suppliers were having difficulties, but um, what happened, I think, for a number of people then was, rather than looking to these companies who have um, herbs that are grown all over the world, we had to start looking at what, what do we have ourselves and what's around that's readily available, and. Um, Fortunately for many of us, not everyone, um, it was starting to be spring, and so one we had all those fabulous spices in our in our cabinets, but also the plants started coming back, and I think that's um, key to all of this as well. When you were talking about the seasons and the celebrating the um, special holidays, connecting them in with the seasons, um, and you said about rhubarb, the you know how it, rhubarb helps to. Um, did you say liquefy the fat after winter? Um, that
1: all of the, the sour, sour flavor, yeah.
0: Yeah, all of the herbs that are coming up, at, like when we pay attention to the wild plants and the wild herbs that are coming up at this time, there's a reason why they're coming available at this time. Mm. Um, and it's just another way of connecting into that wisdom of the earth. Like what is it that our bodies are needing right now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. That's just it's so beautiful. It's so perfect. It I know, wasn't there this there was a feeling of like, oh yeah, the plants are growing again. They're going to replenish everything. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, everything, yeah. all the all the coffers and all the shelves that are everything that's being consumed. Guess what? The harvest is on once again. Here she goes. The wheel turned again. Wow, there it is. You know, the elderberries are it she she grew up 4 feet. And so, the, so the, the game game is still on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what we create from the earth's harvest helps shape who we are and what we love. You know, it sets the scope of, of our, our celebrations, what we, what we find comfortable. And so it's a really good time, like you said, to look to the wild plants, to look to the garden in sustainable ways and always with like, what can I do for you, Mother Earth? What can I give back? And then what... Like, look at your family life. Look at, you know, culture begins in the kitchen. What we do in the kitchen creates culture. So what's, you know, I mean, look at October. We celebrate the pumpkin. Oh, my God, we carve it and we put a light in it. You know, I mean, that is, we've turned it into a lot of other things, but that is the honor of the harvest, right? So what are are a couple other things that just, That you want to create culture, that you want to set like this is culture for us. We live in Blackberry Country. When the blackberries come, we have a party. We have a celebration. We celebrate the blackberries, you know. And so, what is it that's, or, or maybe when the first flower, what's the first edible flower, or the, you know, it's like a lot of our town has um, an old. Flower blossom festival, uh, uh, yeah, and it was kind of like losing steam. So they decided to turn it into like something else that they thought was trending, and it wasn't really based on what was happening <laughs> during the season. It's just that somebody somebody thought of it, right? So we have to go back to what's something undernoticed that's really incredible awe oh, that's happening in the earth, and let's have let's make a special food and let's like l- maybe sing a song and have a little party. Let's create a culture that is earth-based, local, you know, honoring and celebrating the gifts of the earth. And um, that's another really beautiful way back in. So she's, she's there. She's, thing, you know, like I said, the harvest is on. It's just if we can go out and say hello, talk out loud, ask see what she and listen and and listening it do, you know it doesn't have to come in perfect English sentence grammatically correct sometimes it comes in riddles sometimes you have a dialogue you get a question you get a, a, a message and you go what was that?" <laughs> right? exactly. and then you say "hmm I wonder why this message was given to me I wonder how that's going to unfold you know we don't have to we don't have to know it all right now it's all just a big journey <laughs> And can we participate in it again with love and care? Put the earth first. Put the water first again. Get back down into our hearts and say, and lead with our heart. for a
0: long time, I'm sure. I'd love to hear more stories. Um, but we are getting kind of close to our time. We still have time, though. But if there's anybody out there who would like to ask a question, I don't need to occupy the whole time. Um, so press star five, and that'll raise your hand. Um, and if not, then I'll just continue talking with Cammie. Um It takes a little bit for people to press buttons. But again, it's star five. Um, So I'm just curious, though, Cami. Right now, at this moment in time, is there a herb or a plant that you are that's just like calling to you, or you're working with a lot more?
1: Well, I'm just kind of following up with what you said. Like, what's happening? What's the earth giving to us right now? Right? So, I mean, we your lymph is. How your immune system gets around. And so taking care of your lymph right now is really important. and what plant is all around me is cleavers. So we're drinking cleavers. We're making um, cleaver tea, and it's it's the one it's the weed that's everywhere. and so we're we're just supporting and nourishing our lymph system. And also the dandelion, the dandelion greens, right? Just lightening the load up on your liver so that if something does happen, if there is, a lot of extra, you know, die off from an illness or, um, you know, cell, you know, when your body's fighting off an illness, there's a lot of cell death and the the liver has to really go to work. And so the dandelion just helps kind of clear the liver and gallbladder and makes more space (laughs) so that if something does happen, you've got a little bit more room to fight it off, right? And so these spring weeds are, are incredible medicine for, you know, clearing and moving and and just making more room for your body to be able to handle um, what what's, what may come its way. And so right now we're working with cleavers and dandelion.
0: It's interesting because this year I really noticed the cleavers here. Just,
1: oh, my gosh.
0: They're huge. <laughs> And honestly, where I grow, I mean, where I live on this particular property, I didn't have, I had like maybe one or two little cleavers that would come up. But they're all over the place, and they are the biggest cleavers I have ever seen. I'm just like, what? Is that so
1: awesome? is so interesting. So you're in Pennsylvania. I'm in California. Yeah. And we have, so I've been harvesting cleavers for 30 years, and this is the biggest cleaver phenomenon I have ever seen And you're saying, and everybody around here is saying, whoa, man, what a cleaver's year. And so you're saying that, too. Now, there, that's amazing. Isn't that?
0: Oh, totally.
1: So, yeah, it's a cleaver's year for a reason. Absolutely. (laughs) It's like time to nourish our lymph and support our lymph during this time. Oh, that's so cool that you're having that, too. I love that.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I haven't been harvesting them, but now I'm like, okay, we need to go harvest them.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, I um, if you go over to my YouTube channel, I just did a whole um, video on how to make cleavers juice, how to make it and then store it and drink it, you know, so that you can have it for a couple months, mm-hmm. so. Okay, we
0: will yeah. definitely check that out, um, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: cleavers is on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and as you know, it's only here for a short time.
0: Right, right. You know,
1: so okay. do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it just goes back again to like what's local and what's around, and what's the Earth's wisdom. And you know, I know you know this that um, basic herbal teaching is that the plants in your backyard—they're the ones that you need. Like they're the ones, the ones that are showing up around you. That's mm-hmm. who, um, you're needing the most. So that's why I'm like, okay, yep, cleavers—you got my attention now. We'll be, we'll be working with you. <laughs>
1: Um, and yeah, I love your message of just like what's in your backyard, and you know the thing is that right now we're being—it's ex- like overwhelming the er- amount of herbal information. It's like in one week we're exposed to more information than our great-grandmothers <laughs> were in years, <laughs> and it's impossible to downla- download generations of herbal knowledge with you know in that way, mm-hmm. and. But no matter how information you know savvy we are, it's like it doesn't replace that direct experience. And the experience that makes your herbal journey real, it starts in your kitchen, right? It starts, the cultures created in your kitchen, again, it's where you bring Mother Earth into your home, the medicine comes right into your kitchen, we remember the value, we make beautiful, delicious things, and the kitchen hearth is where we transform the gifts of the Earth's harvest um, into our food and our medicine. And that's, 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 we're going back to the, you know, <laughs> back to that or that's what we're awakening again. And so, so grateful for this conversation. Thank you.
0: Oh, me too. And actually before I, um, well, I'll let you have final words if there's anything else you want to say, but I want to bring up a quote that you said um, at the Bioneers that I just, mm. it, it hit my heart so much. Um, it was, it was a message from Oak. Do you remember this?
1: Yes. You want to say that message has been been sitting with me for yes. Go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead. You can share it.
1: No, no, you. No, I would love to hear right. your perspective. All
0: right. So this is how <laughs> I wrote it down. That Tom had received a message from Oak one day, and I don't remember the specifics of where that came about. But the message was: Remember, we thrive on love just as much as humans thrive on love.
1: Mm. <sighs> Isn't that beautiful? It is. Yes. The earth thrives on love, just as humans thrive on love. <sighs> we have to love her again. How? Thank you for you know saying that and just yeah. Can we love? Our mother again. Can we love the planet again, like really love her? And she she thrives on that love. She loves that love. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Well, thank you, Cami. Um, thank you Aww. so much for all of your wisdom and all the work that you do for our beautiful mother and helping people to connect in with nature. Um, I really appreciate it.
1: And yeah, Jen, thank you for all you do. So grateful.
0: Oh, my pleasure. So, again, I want to thank you all. Oh, of course, I was just going to close, but we got a hand that popped up. So, we'll take this question. Woohoo! Yeah.
1: I believe this is Andrea. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Candy. um I'm curious does it matter what kind of cleaves? Wait, I couldn't hear you. What? What, does it matter what kind of species of cleaves to use? Um, well, I use gallium aparine. And, you know, just with your cleavers, you just need to have 125% accurate identification that is the medicinal cleavers in your area. You know, just have somebody identify, help you identify the correct plant. Okay. All right. Thanks, oh, Gammy. Okay. You You're welcome.
0: Bye. Okay. Thanks, Andrea. Okay, so Cami, I was going to close, but is there anything else you would like to say before I end?
1: I think I've said it all. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just yeah, our, the heart, the reawakening of the art of the hearth, and the love for our our dear planet is she's she's there, and it's we have a choice. There's that we're yeah, it's a time of we're, we're we're making a choice, and you know, I had a, recently another oak tree message. And what the oak tree said is, we just want the humans to love us again. So that message is coming through. And so, put your ear to the mother, put your belly to the mother, and um, see see what see what you can find. See what she says to you and through your heart.
0: Thank you, Kami. Mm,
1: take care, Jan. Belly
0: to the mother. That's fantastic. Um, So thank you to all of you for joining us today. And, um, again, you can follow Cammie's work and connect with her at www.cammiemcbride.com. And I'd like to invite you to join us for our next teleseminar, which will be on June 14th. And this one is called Living and Leading from Interbeing with Claire Vanderplank. She is a shamanic practitioner and nature guide. That teleseminar will be at a different time than our usual one. It will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Time because Claire will be speaking with us from Australia. So, again, you can find today's recording along with all of our past recordings on our website, natureevolutionaries.com. And while visiting our website, I ask you to please press that donate button if you are able to. Your donations help us to continue to do our work of creating educational opportunities and listening to and building relationships with the living earth. While there, also please check out our new Spoken Story series, where our Visioning Council member, April Fanhauser shares her love of folk and fairy tales. April's voice just soothes the nervous system as your body relaxes while taking in the beauty and we even have suggestions for a tea pairing for each story thanks to our affiliate member, Humboldt Herbals. So until next time, I'm wishing you peace and love. May we breathe and dream together and get that belly to the earth and listen to what the mother has to say. Have a beautiful day.